boy's got something to say to me. Why don't you talk into the microphone? I got a backup mic right here. Check one, two. Testing, testing. Yeah, they both working, and guess what? They don't like no feedback. What's up? Broadcasting live from Wicked Hill Studios in Portland, Oregon. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's the 503 Jumpcast. I am going to plant my seed in you. With John Bryant. So fucking classy and yeah. such a fucking gentleman. And Lynn the Jazzman Thunder. Hey, you're talking to my guy all wrong. It's wrong tone. Do it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Brought to you by Taco Bell. Live Moss. What up, Kill Crew? That's right, it's the 503 Killcast. All killer, no filler, eight days a week. John Bryant. It's like the second episode of the season, but it's also kind of like the first episode of the season because football has finally started. We have football. Oh, man. So, what'd you think of that Giants game last week? I loved it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You liked it? Cowboys somehow pulled it off. Oh, man. Okay, well, uh, what did you think of the New York Jets and Detroit game the week before? It was. What'd you think? What'd it you was think? Pretty terrible What'd for the for the. Wait, the New York Jets and who? And the Lions. Yeah, the Lions. The Lions did really bad. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Just like I said, they would, John. Right? And I won the first burrito bet of the season. Yeah, we had an off mic burrito bet, and you won. I took the Lions over the Jets. I didn't know Matt Stafford was even capable of throwing like five picks. Oh, John, right? You should never underestimate the goober. I think that Jets defense might be kind of legit. I know they the second half of that uh, the Browns game they kind of lost their shit, but the first half they were all over Tyrod Taylor the entire first half of the game. Yeah. They're pretty decent defense. Uh, people are going to sleep on them this year, but they're not terrible. Anyway, uh, other news before we jump into everything, um, <clears throat> John Bryant. Yes. First off. I know this is our first year in a fab system, and a lot of people are getting used to it, but mm-hmm. I just want to throw out a hypothetical. Okay. It's week two. It's week two. You have $100 total fab budget. Yes. You sp- do you spend $25 on a quarterback streamer and $6 on a tight end streamer and $5 on an IDP? Do you think that's a good idea, week two of the season? Let me ask you a couple questions. Okay. Um, do I already have Matt Stafford on my team? Uh, yes, you do. Does Matt Stafford have a really good matchup this week? Uh, yes, he does. Okay, then no, I probably don't spend $25 on a different quarterback. Okay. What about on a tight end two streamer? Is that worth $6? Um, $6. And you probably won't use him after this week. Who was it? Jesse James? Jesse James. Eh, Vance McDonald's back. I might spend $6 on him if I'm really, really desperate. Yeah. But I would have rather picked up a good a better tight end for six dollars okay last question okay. Uh, idp it's probably the deepest position in all of football do you spend five dollars on that do you spend any dollars on i spend that? zero dollars on that yeah okay uh anyway someone decided to do all three of those things this week and uh <laughs> newsflash this is the same guy who thinks that one kickers are awesome Ugh. and two that we should have an all idp defense nerd God damn it, Schaefer. Uh, you are stinky stupid. Yeah. You'd think he'd like... He was the one that proposed this whole fab system. You'd think he'd kind of like do a little research and figure out the best way to do it. Because 
spending 25% of your budget on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, yes, Ryan Fitzpatrick is having an amazing first two games of the season. It's Still, not like he's ever been awesome and then suddenly fallen off a cliff with every other team. That's true. Face played for. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> full disclosure, I did put in a bid on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, so did I. Which was, I thought, was a really high bid, and I was going to... I was definitely going to get him because I wanted to play those. I don't like playing Big Ben on the road. No. So it would be no. nice to have Fitzpatrick to kind of slip in and slip out. I put in a $16 bid. but That's yeah, super high. I that's put in super a, high. I put in a $1 bid. Yeah, well, you weren't going to get him with $1. No, but I was also kind of like, eh, you know, if I get him, awesome. But yeah. if I don't, that's fine because there's so many other quarterbacks out there. Yeah, I think everyone's still figuring out the waiver wires or, or the fab system, I should say. And we're gonna. It's not gonna be the last like stupid spend too much money on a player. Kind That's of right. Thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I do feel like we are somewhat responsible because uh, last week we did record an episode where we kind of went down and laid out all the strategies that someone should use when you have a fab budget. You know what's an appropriate bid, what's not, how to best manage your uh, you know your t- entire budget. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, if you want to get that episode because we totally recorded it last week, you got to sign up and become a premium member, all mm-hmm. right? You get mm-hmm. that episode, you get tons of other content. It's only $25 a month. That's not bad. Yeah, it's great. I think it's great. And honestly, you could have avoided looking like a complete fool in front of the rest of the league <laughs> if you had just had that episode. Mike Schaefer wouldn't have bought that episode. That's true. He was too busy <laughs> spending all of his money on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, right. Should we sell it for fab dollars? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good idea. Maybe later in the season. <laughs> <laughs> all right, John Bryant. Football has started. It has. But it also means that people are getting hurt. Oh, you know what this means? Our first official, like come home segment segment of the season let's do it you ready for it yeah injury report ah. 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 all right first big injury happened on thursday night tyrod taylor was getting a shit push for the first two quarters and then Possibly got a concussion, possibly got a case of the entire crowds chanting the backup quarterback's name, so I'm going to get the hell out of here. But he's Could in the be. concussion protocol. Yeah, and John Bryant, one, do you care? And number two, what does this mean for the Browns? I care a lot, and it's because of what it means for the Browns. Okay, what does it mean for the Browns? It means I think Baker Mayfield is a much better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor. He certainly seemed that way. He came in and was just running that offense like he'd been doing it for a year. Mm-hmm. There was an extra spark of energy in that offense after he came in, and which understandable, you know, it's the first overall pick. He's he's the new hotness in Cleveland. Home debut. Yeah, home debut. He actually won the game. I think this turns Jarvis Landry into a wide receiver one. I agree. I think it turns. I think it's going to make David Njoku very valuable uh, tight end. Mm-hmm. And it might even turn. I, I'm split on the whole Callaway and Higgins thing. I think Higgins is the better wide receiver, but apparently everyone in Cleveland thinks it's Callaway. Callaway, yeah. I think, but I think it's Higgins. So we're uh, that's something you're gonna have to watch. Here's the biggest deal to me. I think it opens up everything else for the running game. Carlos Hyde in oh, particular, yeah. yes. Because if you look at that first two quarters with Tyrod Taylor in, 
and the Jets were just not respecting the pass. They were crowding the box, and Carlos Hyde had nowhere to run. But once Baker Mayfield came in and proved that, hey, he could actually throw the ball, things really opened up for Carlos Hyde. And I think with Baker Mayfield in, and if he continues to play at that kind of level, it'll really open up things for Carlos Hyde, who is a very good running back. What Baker Mayfield does so well that Tyrod Taylor has never been able to do is actually go through the progressions and reads. Yeah. He looks at one, two, and three, where Tyler Taylor, he's like, all right, one's not there, two's not there, I'm out of here. Yeah. And he either gets sacked or tries to run, where Baker Mayfield can stand in the pocket and make his his reads quickly. Um, saw a little bit of Mitch Trubisky last week, not really making his reads like he should. I, he, Mitch Trubisky's not Baker Mayfield's level. Yeah, I mean, and that's why Allen Robinson got so many tar- or catches he's and targets. He's the first read. He's the first read. So if he's even slightly open, Trubisky's going to throw it to him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I think. Do love Allen Robinson. Okay. So Next real up. quick, Cleveland, how many wins this year? Ooh, uh, I still say five, six is their ceiling. Yeah, same here. Although that defense is scary. That's a good defense. Yeah, it's a pretty good defense, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So we will see. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sticking with quarterbacks, another quarterback coming in, Carson Wentz, making his season debut this weekend. Ginger Jesus is back. What do you think? Uh, I think he's going to be a little rusty. I don't think he's going to be as mobile either. Oh, no, That was not a big as part mobile. of his game. He was able to extend plays. Um, and that's how he got such big downfield throws. That's what he was doing last year. Like he was yeah. averaging like twenty yards a pass every time because he was going downfield. So you think much. he's an upgrade over Nick Foles? Oh yeah, I think yeah. so too. I think the Nick Foles magic is gone. Uh, we've seen this before. Nick, big Nick, Nick. Uh, he gets yeah. on fire, and then the fire goes away. Yep. Um, I, I I like I don't like Carson Wentz as a fantasy quarterback this year, but or this week anyway. I still think some of his weapons are viable. Um, I love Zach Ertz. Injury oh, report. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I love I like Zach Ertz. I like uh, Nelson Aguilar. Remember when you said Alshon Jeffrey was going to play? No, he doesn't. No, I said the opposite. I was saying that he was a bad draft pick, and you said he was good, and I said, but he's not going to play. And you're like, oh well, there he's off the pup list, so he's going to play. Oh yeah, no, I said he's off the pup list. He will play eventually this season. Yeah, but no, that man's always injured. Yeah. So yeah, um, next yeah, lots of. Lots of eagle talk right now. Uh, Jay Ajayi and Alshon Jeffrey out. That's right. And Darren Sproles out, too. And Darren Sproles out. That means that old Corey Clement. Little Corey is going to have himself a Corey day Clement. Yeah. They're playing the Colts, I believe, tomorrow. Very beatable defense. Very beatable defense, yes. So, And I think the Eagles' game plan is going to be try to get up by 7-14 points and run the ball as much as possible. I agree. And Corey Clement can catch the ball. Yeah. And he's pretty much the only option right now. Oh, yeah. As uh, far as coming out of the backfield. They've got Wendell Smallwood, who's you know, yeah. frankly never panned out. And then they promoted some guy from their practice squad just for depth. Yep. No, not worried about it at all. Corey Clement will be the running back. Yeah, he is questionable, but all signs are pointing to he's going to play tomorrow. I've got That's him right. in a lot of DFS lineups. I got him in my lineup. All right, next one. Dalvin Cook, out. I called this. Did I said, you? look, that's a – well, so I've been – messing with our Dalvin Cook owner trying to trade off Latavius Murray because I've got Latavius Murray. And look, Dalvin Cook is basically a rookie this year because he missed almost all of his first season. Mm -hmm. So he's basically a rookie. They've got a new offensive coordinator. It's, It's a slightly different offense, and he needs to get the reps in there. 
he hasn't been practicing. They they took him out of the Green Bay game with quote unquote cramps. I think that's I think that's a lingering hamstring issue. And frankly, what my concern is that since he tore his ACL last year, it affected his running style, his stride or whatever, and it's putting unnecessary stress on his hamstring. And we all know that hammies linger and linger and linger. Yeah. I'm I'm frankly I'm playing Latavius Murray this week because I picked him up and I think I might hold on to him because I'm concerned that that hamstring issue is going to linger. Yeah, Latavius Murray this week I think is a definite start. Oh he, yeah. They're playing the Buffalo Bills. Terrible defense. With with most likely without LaShawn McCoy. So I don't think the Bills are going to be able to get any offense going. I think uh Kirk Cousins is going to get his numbers early and then they're just going to run the ball. That's right. Yep. And frankly, they paid Latavius Murray a lot of money last season to bring him in. He he was a running back one in his own right at the Raiders. Uh, not for fantasy purposes, maybe, but he was a starting running back at oh, the yeah. Raiders. And they gave him a lot of money. They're going to use him. Yeah, he's going to be a workhorse tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Marlon Mack and Jack Doyle both out for the Colts. Does anyone care? Uh, I care if I'm an Eric Ebron over, owner. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not going to play Wilkins. No. Naeem uh, Hines, no. No, but I think T.Y. is a little banged up this week, but I think T.Y. and um, Eric Ebron both get a – lot of looks. I think they have to because that Philly defense, that is a stout run defense. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're going to beat them, it's going to have to be with Andrew Luck, your star quarterback, yep. and he's going to have to throw it. Uh, Leonard Fournette is questionable with a hamstring. What do you know about this? <sighs> Look, this is another thing that I think, like Delvin Cook, is going to be recurring. Going back to his college days, Leonard Fournette has always had some sort of injury, ankle, hamstring, what have yep. you. And... I think he plays this week. However, as someone who had TJ Yeldon last week and started him and then who has Corey Grant now on his bench, I'm holding on to Corey Grant because, mm. frankly, Corey Grant looks a lot better than TJ Yeldon. I think he's a better running back talent-wise. He can catch the ball, too, unlike TJ Yeldon. I don't think he's as talented as Leonard Fournette, but I think he's, I think he's a little more durable. And with Blake Bortles demonstrating at the end of last season and last week that he's actually a somewhat capable quarterback, I think that they might take some of the burden off of Leonard Fournette. I mean, he was that offense for the first you know eight to ten weeks of last season. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to try to get away from that a little bit. In my ESPN league, I'm starting Blake Bortles over Andrew Luck. Do I don't think that? that's a bad idea. Yeah. I think, uh, and they're going against Tennessee, most likely with Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, Blaine the Blaine. Yep, revenge game for Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Blaine the Blaine's getting grounded. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, TJ Yeldon, also questionable. Uh, we touched on this. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is questionable with cracked ribs. And a possible lawsuit. Oh, yeah, and possible <laughs> lawsuit, maybe a suspension. Uh, I think if LaShawn McCoy is smart, he says, yeah, my ribs are broken. I'm taking the season off. Yeah, because tra- that – yeah, the that, Bills aren't doing no. anything. Why risk your health? Even with LaShawn McCoy. You're a 30-year-old yeah. quarterback, why risk or running back, why risk your health? Yeah. Um, Marquise Mark, Goodwin's a game-time decision. If he what plays, you, you start him. That is going to be a shootout. Yeah. That is that is a shootout game. If he plays, San Francisco he's, and the... <laughs> Fuck. Uh, play play the music, John Brent. <laughs> you don't call retarded people retards. 
Kansas City. You call your friends retards when they're acting retarded. Yeah. Playing Patrick Mahomes, that's going to be yeah. a shootout. It's going to be a shootout, and the Kansas City secondary is terrible, so you have to attack them with your wide receivers. And he is their best wide receiver. I don't yep. care what people say about Pierre Garçon. Nah. He is their best wide receiver. If he plays, you start him. Yep. And then finally, I put this on there because I think it's very relevant. Uh, a lot of people out there are going to be owning either Derrick Henry, Deion Lewis, or maybe both of them, wondering what's going on. This is something that I think needs to be said. Both they're starting right tackles and left tackles, who are high draft picks, high caliber players. Jack Conklin and Taylor Luan have been out this season. Oh. Taylor Luan's coming back from a concussion. Jack Conklin is going to be coming back not this week, but maybe next week or the week after. I think once they get their starting left tackle and right tackle back, things are going to be a lot better for, in particular, I think Derrick Henry, because they are now running a zone scheme, which is read outside in. So it's the first thing Derrick Henry is going to be looking for when he runs is, is the outside run there. Mm-hmm. If you've got your starting tackles there, it's probably going to be there more often than not. So I know things have been bad for Derrick Henry in particular and Deion Lewis a little bit as well. And frankly, that entire Tennessee offense. Mm-hmm. But I think their line is going to get a lot better in the next two, three weeks. So it's it's ugly and it's hard to just keep a bench spot with a player who's not performing, but I'd, I'd say hold, hold Deion Lewis, hold Derrick Henry, oh, hold, yeah. hold Corey Davis. Yeah. Um, maybe even Janunu Smith. I don't know who that is. He's the backup tight end now that Delaney Walker's uh, out. Okay. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I would say keep the faith for a little bit and see what they can do once their line gets healthy again. Also when Marco Marcus Mariota gets healthy, if he gets healthy, he's got an elbow issue. Yeah. He's very he's questionable this week. We really don't know if Look, it's going to be him or Blaine Gabbert. If I'm Titans, I know I'm going to take a loss this week. Just rest Mariota. Yeah, it's probably the wise move. So at the during the offseason, you had to make the decision between Derrick Henry and uh, Goodwin to keep. You chose Derrick Henry. You still wish you had. You still like that, or wish you gotten Goodwin? I think it's too early to tell. I mean, based upon their performance through two weeks. Got to go Derrick Henry, even though he hasn't yeah. had that great of a performance, but he's been on the field. Goodwin, yeah, Goodwin's been injured. Yeah. Ask me in week eight. Yeah. Did you like my Dion Lewis for Trey Burton trade? I don't think it's really worked out for either of you yet. I think... Trey Burton got like 10 points last week. Yeah, That's he great got, for a tight end. Yeah, he got a touchdown, and that saved his day. Yeah. Otherwise, he had an abysmal performance, three catches for 20 yards. Yeah, I still like it. I think it'll work out in the long run. Uh... But I mean, I sold I sold real I, high on Dion. Dion you Lewis, sold very high on, uh, and, and you bought, bought very low well. on yeah. Trey Trey Burton. I, as a Bears fan, I gotta say I've got a lot of reservations about our offense, right. and I know that they're they're using Trey Burton like Kansas City used Travis Kelsey. Some of the exact they're, same plays. They're they're trying to. He scored his touchdown on the exact same shovel pass to Travis Kelsey that Travis Kelsey scored two or three times last year on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a play lifted directly from the Kansas City playbook. They're going to use him like Kansas City used Travis Kelsey. So the potential is there. Mm-hmm. The big question is, can Mitch Trubisky execute that offense? Yep. And so far, it's been really – it's been looking like maybe not. Okay. All right, so that was the injury report. Lynn Thunder, I got a quick little aside that I need to make. Public service announcement? Uh, it's, a, it's a public service announcement. Okay. So we are all living in a new era. There's no more men men 
better than women kind of attitude, or at least there's not supposed to be. There's not in this league. I'll tell you that much right now. Definitely. So the glass ceiling has shattered and we all have to live with the hashtag me too. So let's boys, let's embrace it and lean into it. And here's how you do it. You get your wives, girlfriends, significant others into a fantasy league with you. I got to tell you from firsthand experience, my wife and I are playing in a league and it is so much fun for so many reasons. Just don't make sure it's just not this league. We're not putting any girls in this league. Make a different league. I mean, sorry, a 12-man league. Yeah, yeah. Um, Benefits from having your wife or girlfriend in a fantasy league with you. You'll be able to watch more football. That's a great benefit. Because they're going to be interested and want to watch. They'll sit down and watch eight eight hours of Red Zone if they're into fantasy football. I agree. Um, It's a good way to establish dominance in a healthy, (laughs) acceptable, and nonviolent way. (laughs) But, John Bryant, what if you lose and they dominate you? Well, you can't let that happen. That's unacceptable. <laughs> uh, you can finally have something interesting to talk about with your significant other, or girlfriend, wife. You don't whatever. like discussing rees and pumpkin patches and berry picking. I I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I I tolerate it, but it's much more fun giving them fantasy football advice. Okay, I'll agree with All that. Right. Last reason: chicks love to cheerlead, and that's basically all we're doing here. That's Sorry, true. guys. That's, Fantasy that's football all we're is doing. fun. It's awesome, but we're basically cheerleaders. cheerleaders. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just just the suggestion to you, everyone out there, see if you can find a fantasy football league with some other friends. Not this league. Again, I want to reiterate. <laughs> um, where you can get your wife playing. And it'll increase your football watching. It'll uh, increase your dominance in the relationship, hopefully. <laughs> Give you something interesting to talk about. And they should love it. Okay, no comment. All right. John Bryant. I just, I'm really, I keep thinking about that premium content we put out last week. Yes. It was just so great. Can the hour do, and a half of um, yeah. fab discussion. Yeah. It was fantastic. Can, can we just, can we go back? How are we going to do that? Time machine. The fantasy time machine. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? The guys that scored big on your bench. I've made a huge mistake. Brought to you by Taco Bell. Live Moss. Forget it, I quit. Okay, here we are, back right after week one, and let's go through the matchups, John Bryan. First one off the bat, the Dick Buttkiss versus the Fighting Gills. John Bryan, this was the closest matchup in our league last week, and it came down to Monday Night Football and the Bears-Seahawks game, which just so happens to be the two teams that Matt Brown and I root for. Anyway, it didn't have to be that way, John Bryan. Brown could have put this game away on Sunday if he had just started Deshaun Jackson for a cool 24 points. Or, you know, he could have started any other kicker in the league besides Greg Zerline. Yeah. Greg Zerline was declared out, like, what, five minutes after the game started? <laughs> this is exactly why kickers should be banned, guys. Matt oh, Brown, I, I hope you are all now on the bandwagon where we ban kickers. I know I'm on that bandwagon. John Bryant, you're on that bandwagon. Yes. The Vikings are on that bandwagon now. <laughs> <laughs> they want to get rid of kickers in real life. Matt Brown, welcome to the club. The Dick Buckkiss pulled out his first win of the season. Oh no, it felt so good, John Bryant. But it would have been a lot sweeter if I just started Keelan Cole and Buck Allen for a combined 40 minutes. The flex position is going to haunt me all season, John Bryant. I just know it. Next matchup. The Bourbonic Plague and the Space Cowboys. Boobinay, you performed down to your talent level after an anomalous week one. <laughs> we all knew it was coming, Boobinay. 
Starting Jack Doyle, Dante Pettis, and Tariq Cohen will tend to do that to you. Boubinet, you don't need the time machine to take you back to before week two. You need the time machine to take you back to before the draft. I stand by what I said, Boubinet. Your team is terrible and you drafted bad. Yep. <laughs> All right. Space Cowboys got their first win after a very disappointing week one. But you still left Bilal Powell and 20 points on your bench. After a terrible week one performance, John Bryant, you can't afford to be leaving points on your bench. I know it. Shame on you. Yes. Next matchup. Threat level midnight and balls deep. John Bryant, for some reason, the only autistic member of our league is 2-0. <laughs> but he's eighth in total points scored, and it's not hard to see why when he leaves Kenny G and 21 points on his bench in favor of Jay Ajayi, who only had nine and a half. Newsflash, Shane, you fucking retard. <laughs> Ajayi was only fantasy relevant in week one because he got two touchdowns. Yep. It's not going to happen every week. Moves like that will bring you down to the bottom of the league where you belong, Shane. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mikey Sticky Hands McLennan benched the best running back in the league so far, who blew up all over Mikey's bench for 25 points. This is a fondue party, Mike. Mikey, I know you're used to guys blowing up and going off, but you need to make sure that they do it in your lineup, not on your bench or on your face. Yep. All right, next matchup. Thomas Tanks and the Cellar Dwellers. Carter, you got the win this week. Congratulations. But, you know, pro tip, when you're choosing between two washed-up running backs for your flex spot, you go with the one who's shown he can put up more than one performance a season. AP was abysmal against a crappy Colts defense, and, of course, Chris Thompson got all the targets from check-down Charlie Alex Smith. Who could have seen this one coming? (laughs) Meanwhile, Marshawn Lynch went all beast mode and does what he does and got a respectable 15 points on your bench. Tyler, you have six running backs... On your team. And only one of them is startable. Just bite the bullet and roll with James White so you can get Godwin in your flex spot. Your team is too weak for you to leave 17 points on the bench every week. Get it together. Next matchup. The Tel Aviv Tigers and Jay Diddy. Alabama Jackson slapped the shit out of the reigning champion. (laughs) Even though John Bryant crapped all over his draft. Good work, Diddy. And I told you that Chris Thompson in the 12th was a steal. But you could have done even better if you had just played John Brown for 20 points over Alex Collins. Buck Allen is the back to own in Baltimore, Diddy. You best recognize. Meanwhile, the defending champion got stage fright and couldn't perform. Rolling with Jared Cook after a big, after a big week? I mean, has Jared Cook ever been consistently productive? Come on, Uri. Of course, O.J. Howard blew up for 20 points on your bench. Don't be like Boobinite, Uri. Rostering two tight ends and just trying to pick which one's going to go off every week. Because you're going to get it wrong more often than not. You are not the tight end whisperer. That's right. Play like a champion, Uri. Last matchup was fair and balanced trades versus the stable geniuses. The match a- of the new names. A.K.A. the battle of the fantasy retards. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, John Bryant, over under that Brennan begins his fire sale is week six. Rest of the league, you can contact us at winterfellstudios at gmail.com to place your bets. All right. I like that. Brennan managed himself out of a W this week, failing to beat Mike Schaefer's 118 points. Brennan, pretty much any player on your bench did better than any two players that you started. Keep overthinking it, dude. Uh, Schaefer, you were the charity case this week, getting a W despite failing to outscore any other team in the league. Matt Stafford had a nice 25 points. Sammy Watkins with 20 points. And Antonio Callaway with 18 would all like a word with you but I guess you're too busy trying to keep kickers in the league and make all IDP a thing. 
Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. No, it's not. Mike Schaefer, it's going to be funny when you run out of fab in week seven after spending it all on weekly quarterback and tight end streamers. <laughs> all right, John Bryant, as great as this has been, I'm ready to get into week three. Can this is back? my favorite part of the show, and this is the first time we've got, been able to do it this year. Are you ready to roll? I'm ready to roll. Recording live from somewhere. It's time for the official podcast of right. the 503 Killers Fantasy Football League. Fantasy football is my religion. Nothing brings me greater spiritual enlightenment than picturing me taking my big fat donger that is my team and slapping it in my friend's face, dropping loads on them like manna from heaven. Sunday is my Sabbath, and Mondays and Thursdays and Saturdays in December, baby. It's the 503 Killcast. John Bryant, I think we got so excited about football that we forgot to even celebrate the fact that we were drinking some decent whiskey. Yeah. yeah cheers. We changed it up. We're usually a bourbon show, but today it's scotch. Scotch, 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 scotch. 11.30 on a Saturday morning. <laughs> John Bryant. I love this laugh. First matchup in the preview is the Space Cowboys versus the Cellar Dwellers. And we got to say, John Bryant, you're looking good. You went and you bet correctly on the Cleveland Jets game. Yes, Jarvis I did. Landry, 21 points. The Cleveland D, 9 points. Yep. I dropped uh, the Jets D to pick up the Cleveland D. That's Ooh, smart. I, yep. So how are you feeling about the matchup? I'm feeling pretty good. I've... I. It all comes down to if David Johnson can even perform this week. I'm having, it's gonna I'm be having like that some every week. big issues with Mr. David Johnson. And with and apparently the offensive coordinator already on the hot seat in Arizona yeah. for not getting David Johnson the ball enough. Same offensive coordinator that got fired from Denver last year. Ooh. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Okay, well, let's, let's start with the quarterback position right at the top. Tom Brady for the Cellar Dwellers and you with Ben Roethlisberger on the road versus Tampa Bay. Now, yeah. I'm sure you're aware that Ben Roethlisberger does not perform very well on the road. No, but that is a very leaky uh, Tampa Bay defense. It is. Everyone's been able to throw on him. And if Ryan Fitzpatrick stays in the flames, Ben Roethlisberger's going to have to throw just to keep up. Yep. Um, I like Ben this week. I'm not expecting another 30-plus point game. If I can get 22-20. Let's say, do you I'll think he outscores his projected 19? Uh, I, I kind of call that a... A push, almost. I, I think he say, outscores it. Yeah, slightly over. I, I I think he's good for more than 20 this week. Now, this is interesting. So, Tom Brady is playing at Detroit against uh, Matt, Patricia. Matt Patricia, the former uh, defensive coordinator for the Patriots. Who had to go up against him week in and week out for several years. Yeah. Do, who's got – I mean, obviously, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have the slight edge on this one, but yeah. do you think uh, Patricia is able to kind of contain that offense a little much because he knows it so well? No, Not okay. at all. I think he's very close to already – I mean, we've seen this before. Bill Belichick's disciples go out into the wild trying to manage their own teams, and they fail miserably. They almost inevitably lose the locker room. Yep. And that's what it sounds like it's already starting to happen in Detroit. Matt Patricia trying to like lay down the law and all the veterans and everything. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I think for it to work for Matt Patricia, it's going to take a couple of years. I, I think he's going to have to bring in his own guys. I don't yeah. think he's going to have the time to do People that. People that can buy into the system. The other thing that I like about Tom Brady this week is that Darius Slay, the starting cornerback, the best cornerback on the, the Lions. Lions, is out. Oh, great. So I, I do like Tom Brady. I think he's a good start. Yeah, I think he's a good start, too. All right, let's look at the wide receivers. You've got DeAndre Hopkins and Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry already fantastic performance. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, Hopkins is going against Jenkins this week in New York. I think Will Fuller outscores Hopkins this week. Very possible. Yeah. yeah. I wish so, I had held on to Will Fuller. Uh, it was dumb for me to drop him, but yeah. he was gimpy, and I needed some roster. I needed to make some moves. So It happens. Yeah, yeah I think with Janoris Jenkins on DeAndre Hopkins, and then Eli Apple is also out this week, which means D.B. Webb, who was terrible against the Cowboys and was picked on all game, is going to be on Will Fuller. I think he's going to have to get some safety help with Landon Collins, but is Landon Collins going to be able to do that when they got Lamar Miller running pretty well? Mm-hmm. I think Will Fuller is probably good for at least one long touchdown. Oh, yeah. Uh, over on Tyler – well, Jarvis Landry, he got almost 21 points. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, over on Tyler's side, he's got Antonio Brown and Mike Evans. Damn, that's a good receiver core. That is great, and it's in a – Great game. Antonio Brown's going to the squeaky wheel. He's going to get the grease. It's going to be a shootout. Yeah, they're playing each other this week. Yeah, it's uh, – I think, I think Vegas has that as the second highest point total this this week. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of points. John Bryant, I think he's got the edge on you in terms of receivers. I think so. I mean, so yeah. far, I, le- I think Tom Brady's better uh, matchup this week than Ben Roethlisberger, and I think Antonio Brown and Mike Evans are going to outscore DeAndre Hopkins and Jarvis Landry. Yeah, it's very possible. Let's look at the running back position. James White and David Johnson. So David Johnson going against Chicago, I hate it. Although they yeah. have said they've made a point of saying that they're gonna get David Johnson the ball more. I I, the I need thing. to see it. You want to see David Johnson use like the Giants used Saquon Barkley last week. It wasn't pretty, but for PPR fantasy purposes, it was great. Yep. You want David Johnson to get you know eight to ten checkdown passes that go for two three yards. Well, they're and they're gonna line him up in the slot. Hopefully. So that's going to help. All right. Uh, meanwhile, James White, uh, you know what? I still like it in a PPR. I think it works. I think he's got a floor of 12 points, and a, but his ceiling I don't think is more than like 18. That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, I, I give the edge to James White on this one. Yeah. Shit. All right. The tight end position. Trey Boo Boo for you and Travis Kelsey against San Francisco. Uh, Travis Kelsey, man. It's got to be because that's going to be a shootout. Yeah, but that Kansas City offense is it, – it It seems to – it just depends. Like they have a rotation of who's going to get the ball the most, and I think it's going to be a Kareem Hunt week actually. Really? So I'm sure Travis Kelsey will still do well. I just don't think he's going to have one of his giant, big two-touchdown games. Do you think he outperforms Trey Burton? Probably. I think so too. Although Trey Burton against against Arizona, that might be a good matchup for him. It's all right, but I have a feeling that Matt Nagy is wanting is he's going to want to establish Jordan Howard. He's failed yeah. to do that two games. This is the perfect spot for him to do it. I think he's going to want to do it. People Feature in Chicago not really happy with how Jordan Howard is getting used. They don't like this fancy new offense that Matt Nagy yeah, brought to Chicago. They like defense and running the ball. That's true. Yep. We do. And you know what? I think he's going to try to feature Jordan Howard because, he, frankly, Jordan Howard's a great running back. We have a good offensive line. We should be running the ball more. Okay, the flex position. Deion Lewis and Cooper Cup for Tyler, and you've got T.Y. Hilton and Kenyon Drake. I like T.Y. Hilton and Kenyon Drake. Yeah, me too. I love Um, it. This is where I think I – this is where my team really shows its balls is in the flex positions. Yeah, flexing nuts. Flexing nuts hard. Yeah. Yeah, I think T.Y. Hilton – uh, probably going to be a wide receiver one this week going against Philly. Andrew Luck, it's it's the wide yeah. receiver in uh, in Indy. I mean, the only person who can even threaten T.Y. Hilton for targets is Eric Ebron. 
Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And Kenyon Drake uh, going against Oakland at home. It's like going it. to be a bad rainy game. I think they're going to try to run the ball. Yeah, he. They are. Frank Gore is getting some carries, but I think that's number is going to go down every single week a little bit more and more. I so, think so too. I, I see. I think Kenyon Drake's set up for a big game. Uh, Dion Lewis. He's a crapshoot. It just. I think he's going to be like James White. He's going to get a lot of checkdown passes. Yeah, and we'll just. It just depends on if they're able to get that offense going at all. Cooper Cup. Uh, you know what? That Rams offense seems to be able to sustain three wide receivers. It's just a question of which week they're going to – who they're going to sustain each yeah. week. Is it gonna, it's always going to be Brandon Cooks, and then it comes down between Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Yeah. But I still I think he's a great flex play. Yeah. Uh, defenses, Jacksonville against Tennessee. Gotta yeah, love that. like that. And you know what? John Bryant, I'm sorry. I know you jumped out to a huge lead with almost 30 points between two players, but – I'm picking Tyler in this one. Yeah, it's it's going to be a real close one. I'm projected uh, 143. He's 140. It's, you know what? It's I, real close. Frankly, I think that Antonio Brown and Mike Evans could realistically combine for 50 points. I think that's a huge possibility. What's that noise? Just some feedback. I don't know. It's coming from. There. <laughs> <laughs> fixed it. <laughs> All right, next matchup. Balls deep and bubonic plague. All right, so right now, Boubinet is heavily favored, and you know I can't argue with it. No, but somehow Shane's pulling out wins this year. Well, it's because he's playing against poor competition. No offense, John Bryan. Nah, but week one, your team shit the bet. Yeah, it did. Okay, well, let's start with the quarterbacks. Uh, Kirk Cousins for Shane against Buffalo and Aaron Rodgers. Actually, I don't love it. I think Kirk Cousins will have 20 points by halftime. See, that's the thing. If Kirk Cousins throws three touchdowns before halftime, either way, after halftime, Kirk Cousins is done. I think we can agree with that in terms of They're not going to pull him off the field. They're not going to pull him off the field, but they're going to run the ball more. No, they're still going to have to convert third downs where he'll probably throw the ball. That's the thing, though. I think it's all going to – Kirk Cousins is going to have a good week if – you know, the three touchdowns that the Minnesota Vikings score before halftime are from him. If it's only one or two, and the rest are from Latavius Murray running the ball, or on defense, or something like that, yeah. then I don't think he has that great of a game. I but, think he's got a very low ceiling in this game, just in terms of game script. Okay, They're not going to have to throw the ball very much. Oh. Uh, Aaron Rodgers at Washington. I don't know, man. I Aaron Rodgers' knee looks Kind of messed up. It's terrible, but he's still producing. You can't bench him. No, but he got low points last week. That's if true. If I were uh, Boubinet, I'd be looking for a, a backup quarterback. I would actually, if it were me and I had Aaron Rodgers, I would be looking to trade him. Get some really good value for him. I don't think anyone's going to want to trade for him right find, now. You're not going to be able to trade him for his no. value. You find some numbskull Packer fan like Boubinet. And trade, <laughs> trade it to him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Might be able, if Andrew Luck has another bad week, he might be able to trade him to Mikey. That's true. Yeah. Mikey is an umskull Packers fan. Exactly. All right. I still like Aaron Rodgers more than Kirk Cousins. <sighs> I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have to continue to throw, and they just don't have the same yeah. running option that Minnesota is going to have. This On week. the road. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, wide receiver position. Shane has Keenan Allen and Nelson Aguilar going up against Tyreek Hill and Juju Smith-Schuster. 
This I, is a, it's, this it's is tough a, to argue this... with Tyreek Hill. I know that he's not a prototypical wide receiver one, but damn, with Patrick Mahomes throwing four and six touchdowns yeah. each week, it's hard to argue. He's putting up freak numbers for sure. I mean, it's not sustainable, but you got to stay in the flames. Yeah. We didn't really talk about the whole Antonio Brown not showing up to um, Pittsburgh. We... It's a non-story. It's a non-story, but is it a squeaky wheel gets the grease kind of thing where oh, yeah. Ben's going to be oh, yeah. looking for Antonio Brown and maybe a little less for Juju Smith-Schuster? Still a primetime game on the road. Ben's going to have to throw the ball a lot. I still think Juju Smith is good for 20 points. Okay. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, Keenan Allen. Uh, Gotta love Keenan Allen. I think he's going to get away Against from... that Rams defense. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough day for him. But still, he's Keenan Allen. I mean, he's yeah. he's right up there with Odell Beckham in terms of being able to work the slot. Uh, I really like Keenan Allen a lot, and I think it's going to be a shootout because Philip Rivers is going to have to throw the ball a lot in that game. Yeah. And Nelson Aguilar, you know, I like I, it. I do too. But the, my one concern is that Jordan Matthews is now back in Philadelphia. He <laughs> primarily plays Don't out of the care. slot. but Yeah, but here's the problem. If he kicks Nelson Aguilar out of the slot and out to the outside – I think that'll negatively impact his production, especially with Carson Wentz now playing. Nelson Aguilar is great in the slot, but if Jordan Matthews takes that away, rightly or wrongly, I think that really hurts his production. So I have some question marks about Nelson Aguilar this week. Okay. Uh, I think he's still going to be a wide receiver one. I think he's a wide receiver two. Okay. Uh, Running back, Alvin Kamara. Love that. Oh, God. Dalvin Cook, I think, Shane, you need to look at your running back. Yeah, Shane, uh, Dalvin Cook's not playing. Uh, I've got Latavius Murray. I'm willing to trade him to you. (laughs) By the way, John Bryant, I was trying to trade with Shane all week. I was like, Shane, you could seriously be looking at a situation where you are forced to start carry on Johnson as your running back. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I'll I'll play someone. Shane, Jai, Dalvin Cook, I'm fine with both those. I'm like, Shane, they're both going to be hurt. Yeah. And oh look, <laughs> look what Shane's having to start now. So his best option is carry on Johnson or Theo Riddick. Theo Riddick, good God. Well, he could put. No, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and he's uh, Shaney. You need to make a trade, bud. Yeah, you do, Shane. Get Latavius Murray from Thunder. He's right. <laughs> Been saying it all week, Shane. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, tight end position. Real quick on Alvin Kamara. I think Alvin Kamara might put up 40 points this week. I could see that. Here's what's going on. Playing in Atlanta. Atlanta is the gives up the most points to uh pass catching running backs, which Alvin Kamara is. Alvin Kamara, remember last year when I was super pumped about Alvin Kamara playing in Atlanta because yeah. he grew up like right next door to the stadium, Revenge played game. high school there, and then he got a concussion in the first drive. I think this is going to be Alvin Kamara's big show in Atlanta. Okay. So, right. yeah, he's in every single one of my lineups. He's the second most expensive running back but after Todd it. Gurley, but I think he's going to be totally worth it. Fair enough. All right. Uh, receivers, I think so far, Bouvenet. Flex. And, oh, yeah. Sorry. Running back, Bouvenet. Let's look at the tight end position. Virgil Green, Bouvenet. Uh, it turns out banking on Jack Doyle was stupid. Yep. Who could have thought? Yep. I'd put in Austin. He's got Austin Sanferi and Jenkins on his bench. I think that's where you go. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Shane's rolling with Jordan Reed at tight end. Love that. 
Can't get much yep. better than Jordan Reed. No. He's gonna, I think he's going to have a good week this week, too. All right. Flex position. Abubane, very smart. Marquise Goodwin in your lineup. And Calvin Ridley, which <sighs> I Calvin Ridley's coming on. He's supplanting Mohamed Sanu in terms of targets as the number two wide receiver. It's still the Julio Jones show there, yeah. but Calvin Ridley's got a lot of talent. He only had five targets last week, four catches. That's still very good efficiency. And you look who he's competing with, which is Mohamed Sanu, and he's playing better than Mohamed Sanu. Austin Hooper has taken a huge uptick in targets the last two weeks for Atlanta, like we've never seen him before. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Boobine, that's who you should go get. Maybe. All right. Uh, over on the other side, Kenny Galladay and Allen Robinson. Shane, I love it. Yeah, Shane, I you're do. So, you're so thin at running back and so deep at wide receiver. If only there was some way to balance your team and there was someone who was willing to help you balance it. Who are you trying to get for Latavius Murray from Shane? Uh, I was trying to get Allen Robinson, and it was not just Latavius Murray. It was going to be Latavius Murray and other players and maybe some fab thrown in. Yeah. But old Shaney thought he knew best. You know what I would do with Ferru? What would I do? I'd offer him Latavius Murray for Josh Gordon, see if he takes it. Yeah, I don't want Josh Gordon. He might have huge upside. He Yeah, he does it's, have it's huge unknown. upside, but we've seen receivers flame out in Bill Belichick's system before. Yeah. Anyway, but, I love Kenny Galladay. Matthew Stafford's going to have to throw all yep. day. And Kenny Galladay, I think, is actually starting to look better than Marvin Jones. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes over the Marvin Jones role in the offense by the end of the season. Yeah. But who's that other rookie wide receiver they have? Uh, Don't know. Am I thinking of the right... Okay. No, I'm think sorry. Yeah. Running back, I'm thinking of carry on Jones. Allen Robinson has just been a target monster. He's Mitch's first read. Uh, I love it. He's good for double digit targets practically. Each oh yeah. Week. Uh, so love love your flex plays, Shane. Yep. Defenses. Shane's got the Los Angeles Chargers, Chargers. against the Los Angeles Rams. Don't yeah, necessarily love that. New Boubinet's got New England against Detroit. Don't really love okay. that either. I think it's kind of a wash. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it's going to come down to if one of these defenses can get a pick six, yeah. which I think the New England's probably more likely to do. I agree. Uh, however, I'm giving this one to Boubinet just because Shane has no running backs. Yep. All right, next matchup, the Fighting Gills and Thomas Tanks. John Bryant, uh, surprisingly... Matt Brown's put together a pretty good team for basically half-assing his draft for, you know, excusable reasons. And Carter, I don't think, has a terrible team, even though he drafted like ass. Yeah. Um, All right, so let's start at the top. Quarterbacks, Pat Mahomes for Matt Brown. Love it. Pat Mahomes, he's a hand grenade. Oh, yeah, he's going he's gonna to fall back down to earth eventually. Well, maybe. But until he does, know. until yeah. he does, you play him. Yep. And Phillip Rivers for Thomas Tanks, you know, I think he's going to throw a lot. He's a decent quarterback. One thing I don't like about Phillip Rivers is they've got such a dynamic running offense right now. Austin Eckler and uh, Melvin Gordon. That is good. They might get – it might be Austin Eckler for 80% of the drive and then Melvin Gordon for the other 20, and Melvin Gordon's going to get the touchdown. We saw him last week get, like, what, 30 yards and three touchdowns or some shit like that? Yeah. I'm afraid that maybe um, Phillip Rivers doesn't even throw for a touchdown in this game. But here's the deal, though. I think they're going to have a really tough time running against that Rams front, uh, that Rams defensive line that includes Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue. Yeah, I, I see that. But I, I think if they do get the running game going, it's going to be on like little dump off and check down passes from Phillip Rivers. So I think he'll be more involved. Yeah. 
So I'm okay with Philip Rivers. I like Austin Eckler this week. Uh, uh, yeah, he's. I think he's okay. I think his ceiling's very low. I mean, he's going against a very good defense. But then again, we haven't seen that defense have to play any really good teams yet. They played Oakland yeah. first week, and then they played Arizona last week. Yeah. So I think they're still untested in my mind. Definitely. Uh, very good on paper, but we haven't necessarily seen them have to perform. Yeah. Okay, wide receiver position, Matt Brown, Julio Jones, and Golden Tate going, ag- going up against Michael Thomas and Larry Fitzgerald. Ooh. First off, Larry Fitzgerald in the second round was a stupid pick, Carter. Very much so. Uh, however, that aside, I think you got to give this one to Matt Brown because Julio Jones against New Orleans is awesome. Yeah. That's going to be a shootout game. Yep. And Julio Jones is just getting all the targets from Matt Ryan. And Golden Tate, he's he's a PPR machine. He's the most efficient receiver in terms of getting yards after the catch. Uh, New England, we've seen this before. It takes them, you know, a good four, five, six weeks before they finally start Their getting it all together. Starts to click, yeah. And I think this is a golden opportunity for Golden Tate. Yeah, I think that Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, takes away what you do best, and I think he's going to try to take away Golden Tate because that is. After Matt Stafford threw his fourth pick in that first game, I was I was sitting there and I was like, "Watch this! Golden Tate's going to get four catches." And there it was: three catches in a row and then a touchdown. Oh, I saw I, think, it, I saw it last week in that um, Niners game. Yep, Golden Tate doing nothing. Then fourth quarter and end of fourth quarter, he gets like five catches for ninety yards. Yeah, it's so I like Golden Tate this week. If the <laughs> if the Detroit Lions struggle. Yeah, but if they start doing well and getting the ball out to Kenny Galladay and to Marvin Jones, I think Golden Tate has an okay week. I still think he's I like him a lot more than Larry Fitzgerald. I'll tell you that. I, I agree, just because Larry Fitzgerald. It's not a knock on Larry Fitzgerald. It's a knock on the Arizona offense in general and Sam Bradford in particular. Yeah. So Do you think we see Josh Rosen this week. It's a distinct possibility. I really hope so. Although, do you really want to throw in your rookie quarterback against that Bears defense? Uh, maybe not. Bears defense leads the leagues in sacks and is 31st in terms of number of times they've blitzed. Yeah, maybe we'll wait till next week. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got to give this one to Matt Brown. Yep. In terms of wide receivers. Although Michael Thomas, I think I think Michael Thomas and Julio Jones, it's almost a wash. They're like I think they are yeah. both potentially scoring. And I think Michael Thomas is the better bet to score a touchdown. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I, I could see Julio Jones getting more yards and more catches, but Michael Thomas getting the touchdowns. Yep. Uh, let's see, running backs, Jordan Howard for Matt Brown going up against Zeke Elliott. I like Elliott. I like Jordan Howard. I th- I like him too, but, and I could see this being a game where we just run it to put it away, but yeah. I don't think the Cowboys defense is as good as the Giants made them look last week. Sorry, yeah. John Bryant. Yeah, and Sean Lee's gimpy, so when Sean Lee's not there, you he can is, run the ball. And that offensive line for Seattle is not nearly as bad as everyone says it is. Um... And frankly, I think Russell Wilson is going to be able to put up points, and Zeke Elliott is going to be more involved than Jordan Howard's going to have to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Zeke Elliott, <laughs> I think, is going to, they're going to lean on him. Yeah. We've seen it all year with the Cowboys. They don't have any outside weapons except for Tavon fucking Austin. <laughs> uh, so, my yeah, only Zeke concern, Elliott though, is the focal point of there. But... My only concern, though, is that Bobby Wagner is coming back this week, and that is he is one of the best inside linebackers in the mm-hmm. league. Yeah. That's why I like Jordan Howard. I think that they're going to f- – I think Jordan Howard is going to have a lot of attempts, and I think he's going to do well with them. 
I think so too, but I, I think the edge goes to Zeke in this one. Okay. I think he outscores Jordan Howard. All right, the tight end position, Kyle Rudolph for Matt Brown and Jimmy Graham, Jimmy G for Carter. Uh, I don't like Kyle Rudolph this week. I don't. Just in terms uh, of gain script. I think he's going to be blocking a lot more than he is receiving. I don't know. I think that they're going to want to, without Dalvin Cook, they might try to pass the ball a little more than usual. Without, I mean, Disagree. Latavius Murray's great, but in the red zone, I think Kyle Rudolph's going to get a lot of looks. I and think, I think they're going to be in the red zone a lot. Like I said, I think Kirk Cousins' ceiling is three passing touchdowns. If he doesn't have that by the first half, it's not going to happen. And you just need to hope that one of them goes to Kyle Rudolph. If it doesn't, then I think he has a down week just because of the game script. I think he's a very risky play. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Uh, Jimmy Graham Graham, I like a lot more. Has Jimmy Graham done okay this year? I mean, I think he had... Not the first week, but last week he had a touchdown. I think he's still getting involved in that offense, and I think Aaron Rodgers, the fact that he is a little more gimpy, not able to extend plays, I think that means they're going to have to get the ball... He has to get the ball quicker, which I think means going to the tight end a bit more than normal. Yep. So I, I like Jimmy Graham. So uh, let's look at the flex spots. Adam Thielen and Deshaun Jackson for Matt Brown. Love it. Love it too. I think those are, might be the two one of two of the highest uh, uh, most yards for yeah. wide receivers. <coughs> I know Deshaun Jackson has the most yards. Adam Thielen might be up there. Uh, Adam Thielen was such a good keeper for Matt Brown. Yeah. Uh, Randall Cobb and Marshawn Lynch. <sighs> Don't like Cobb. Randall Cobb is just, we've seen it. He's just, he's, he's falling off a cliff year after year. Yeah. They featured him in that first game. And I still think it's because they want to try to trade him. And you know what? It wasn't really a feature so much as Eddie Jackson fucking falling down so that Randall Cobb was wide open for a 75 yard touchdown. Okay. Yep. He fell down. God damn it. <laughs> Now, I think Marshawn Lynch is pretty much good for 12 to 16 points every week. I mean, I think last like, week was his ceiling, 15 points. Yeah. I think his floor is right around 7 or 8. They're always going to let him score the um, first touchdown. Doug Baldwin is not a threat. John Gruden refuses to use Jalen Richard. It's, I think. Why is Doug Baldwin matter? John Gruden. What did I say, Doug Baldwin? Yeah. Thanks, Scotch. <laughs> John Gruden refuses to use Jalen Richard. Marshawn Lynch, Lynch is locked for a, a good 10 to 15 touches a game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big Amari Cooper week. Could be. In Oakland, yeah. All right, but I like Matt Brown's flexes a lot more. Oh, yeah. Let's look at the defense. I love the Chicago defense this week. Carter, <laughs> yeah. great pickup. Goddamn. Um, and the Philadelphia D against Indy, I think that's a f- perfectly good play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they have Carter projected to win this one, but no, I'm going I Matt think Brown. Matt Brown, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely I like Matt going Brown. Matt Brown. Okay. Stable genius. No, wait. Jay Diddy versus the Dick Buckus. Oh. John Bryant, what do you think? Uh, Yahoo has me favored to win. They do. Let's take a look. Let's I've, take a I've look. I've made some Scrolling. good pickups this week. Yeah. Um, quarterbacks, he's got Deshaun Watson. You've got Jared Goff. I think Deshaun Watson takes a huge step forward this week. I think he's I back into his groove. I think yeah. he's got Will Fuller and Hopkins. He's got his weapons going against a terrible New York Giants uh, 
defense. And they're not going to take their foot off the gas, even if they go up. Yeah. In Houston, I think Deshaun Watson might put up one of his big 30-plus point games this week. I think Deshaun Watson's good for four touchdowns this week. Yeah. And that's, I think he might be right. That's scary. Yeah. Although, you know, I, L- Lamar Miller, I think, is going to get a lot of work. So, we'll see about that four touchdowns. But I still think he's going to get a, a huge number of yards. Yeah. Meanwhile, for Jared Goff, I think this is the first team that the Rams play that is actually not a, like a pushover. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think, he, you know, he's, he's been all right. Is back? No. Okay. I like that. So, I really Goff like Jared Goff this week. I think he's going to actually have to throw. I think they're going to have to put up points with more than just the running game. And the running game does involve Jared Goff. I mean, sometimes the running game is a little dump-off pass to Todd Gurley. Yeah. So, I like Jared Goff this week. I think he outperforms his projected 18 points. But if you had to choose between him and Watson. Oh, Watson. Yeah. All right, let's look at the wide receivers. Stefan Diggs and Chris Hogan for myself going up against Crabtree and Tyler Lockett. Now, of this group, Diggs is definitely the best wide receiver. I think the biggest problem, like we've been talking about all all this episode, is game script. Yeah. It's, it's back to who knows what the fuck the Patriots are going to do with Chris Hogan. I can't. I'm. I have him in my other league. I'm sitting him. I don't know Question. how he's going to do. <laughs> Question, John Bryant. Yeah. Chris Hog. Chris Hogan or Keelan, Keelan Cole. I like Keelan Cole this week. You think bench Chris Hogan for Keelan Cole? I just think Keelan Cole is going to be the number one wide receiver in um, Jacksonville. Actually, I know Keelan Cole is going to be the number one wide receiver in Jacksonville. Where in New England. Chris Hogan could be get the third or fourth most targets. That's true. With and with Josh Gordon there now, it even it muddies it up even more. What concerns Edelman's me? Edelman's coming back soon. What concerns me the most about Chris Hogan is four targets so far. Yeah, that's very concerning. Four targets in throughout two games. Yes. No, he's got ten targets. What? Oh no, it was four targets last week. Sorry, he had five last week, but yeah, no. he got three. Rece- you're thinking receptions? Oh, four receptions. So he, yeah, he's had two four of them happen to be touchdowns. Yeah, two last week for, for touchdowns, which saved your bacon. Yeah, but I, everybody, turn off the podcast. <laughs> I think you need to just try to trade Chris Hogan. I've been trying to trade him really hard. <laughs> I think you need to try to trade Chris Hogan real bad. I've been trying. All right, turn it back on. Okay. Um, <laughs> But oh. Tyler Lockett and Michael Crabtree, I don't like Crabtree against the Denver defense. No. And I frankly, like ha- John Brown is the guy that uh, Flacco seems to like. Yeah, I think Crabtree is going to get faded out of that I'm offense. Very surprised. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Lockett, I know he's the guy with Doug Baldwin out, and I think he's going to have a good game, but Diddy, you really need him to pop. You need, like, yeah. long touchdowns. This is what I was worried about for Diddy at the beginning of the year. He just he doesn't have any huge upside wide receiver. I agree. Look at the... um, yeah, I don't know about Tyler Lockett. He's his floor is two points and his ceiling is twenty. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's look at the running backs. Christian McCaffrey, love that play. They're oh, using God. him like crazy. Yeah, what did he get? Fourteen receptions last week or something yeah, like that. Crazy. Meanwhile, Saquon against Houston. I mean, Saquon is that offense, despite the fact that they have all that talent on the outside with Odell and with Evan Ingram. Uh, Check down Charlie, Eli Manning, going to Saquon. Yeah, I think I like Christian McCaffrey out of these two, although Saquon... I like Christian McCaffrey more, but I think Saquon has some upside. Saquon, he just needs to take one to the house. Yeah. And he has that big playability. Anytime you get the ball in his hands, he has the ability to take it 
for you know 20 30 yards maybe even the whole field for the touchdown i don't think jadavius or jadavon Clowney. i don't think Clowney's playing this week oh thank god so that might help you a lot good yeah. all right let's look at the tight ends we've got evan ingram for jay diddy and zach Ertz for myself who do you like i don't like evan ingram i said it last week Still think that he is not going to get the usage that you want. Out Outside of, of that garbage time touchdown, uh, yeah, he, didn't he got do much. saved by a garbage time touchdown he last didn't do week. Much. Let's I want to look at the stats really quick. Three points week one, yeah, seven targets for well, that's pretty good though. Seven targets, seven yeah. receptions. <laughs> so maybe they start leaning on him more, but I think it's going to be an Odell Beckham week in New York. Um, and I think they're going to try to get Saquon Barkley peppered in as much as possible. I just don't see. I see Evan yeah. Ingram doing a lot of blocking. My concern is that that Giants O-line is not going to hold up long enough for Odell to run the routes that he likes to run. Yeah. He's, he's amazing at the slant route, but you know what? If the defense doesn't have to respect anything deeper than that, you know he's not going to get the yards after the catch, which he normally does after he takes those slant routes. Yeah, and with Ginger Jesus back, I really like Zach Ertz this week. Me too. Me he is. Too. I think he's probably might be the leader in targets on that team this week i hope so yeah all right let's look at the flex spots this is where i think i've really cleaned up i've managed to snag the two most coveted running backs of the week off the waiver wire Corey clement and latavius murray yep uh latavius murray he's gonna get workhorse like um opportunity and clement might too with a lot of uh catching uh opportunities that's right. Um, Diddy's um, got Collins. I think Collins still might have a decent game. I truly think that Buck Allen is the back to own in Baltimore. I'm sorry. I meant to say Chris Thompson. I think Chris oh, yeah. Thompson has I a good game. I love Chris yeah. Thompson. Don't like Alex Collins very much. Chris Thompson is – I know I've said this before. I love getting Emmanuel Sanders in the fifth and sixth instead of Demarius Thomas in the third. Honestly, I feel like I would rather have Chris Thompson in the 10th, 11th, or 12th than – Christian McCaffrey in the first. The thing with Chris Thompson, though, is like... He doesn't if, get if the you... same use, but he he has that same potential. But the problem is you hope that you get eight, nine games out of him through the season. That's true, but God, with check down Charlie Alex Smith, like yeah. he loves Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson is built for a quarterback like Alex Smith. Yeah, uh, yeah we already talked about we don't really like Alex Collins, especially against Denver. All right, but let me let me get your opinion on this. I truly think that Alex Collins is going to fade down the stretch, and Buck Allen is going to take a more and more prominent role as the running back in that offense. I think they're going to. It's going to be too much of a fifty-fifty split, if anything. But I think Buck Allen is going to get the better, more valuable opportunities. He's the pass catching back there. They feature him in the two-minute drill, and frankly, I think he's earned the trust of the coaching staff because he converted his goal line opportunities. Whereas Alex Smith did not last week. Alex Collins. Yeah, Alex Collins. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's only week. We've only seen two games. It's only it's week three. It's gonna be hard to tell. Alex Collins does have talent. He is more talented than Buck Allen. I'll agree yeah. with you. But I think that Buck Allen's gonna be, for fantasy purposes, the better running back. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely giving you the upside on uh, the flex this week. Okay, let's look at defenses. Uh, I've got the Minnesota defense against Buffalo. Oh, my God. I really, ho- I really hope they score two touchdowns. Yeah. Sacks, fumbles, interceptions. Oh, it's going to be yeah, great. And if there's no LaShawn McCoy, then there's nothing there. Yeah. they got Chris Ivory. Meanwhile, Diddy's got the Los Angeles Rams against the L.A. Chargers. 
Did he? Well, how do you feel about that? You're a Chargers fan. Do they play in the same stadium? Yeah. No, do they? I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. Well, it's just kind of funny. Yeah, whatever. Because who's the home team? Well, it's always the Rams because the LA Chargers have no hometown fans. Yeah, because the Rams got there first. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't love the the uh, Rams this week just because I do think that that Chargers offense is still going to be able to put up points. Yeah. The Whereas Char- Minnesota against Buffalo, Buffalo is not going to do anything. So yeah. I would much rather have my defense face Nathan Peterman and Josh Allen and no Lashawn McCoy and maybe a fat Kelvin Benjamin instead of Philip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, you know. Yeah. I think if you put in Keenan Cole over Chris Hogan, I know it's a risky move, but I think it's actually safer than playing Chris Hogan. Okay. I think that's your move, and then I think you got the win this week. All right. I, I would love Unless Deshaun Watson goes nuts. <laughs> I know. I've seen him go off for like 50 points before. We have know. seen it happen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. We're taking a lot of time, John Bryan. Picking myself. I pick myself every week, John. What are you talking about? All right. Stable Geniuses and the Tel Aviv Tigers. Oh, uh, I got to take a shit. Okay. <laughs> Is that because you saw Schaefer's team? Yes. Didn't okay, Schaefer, uh, you played Antonio Callaway for uh, six points. <laughs> you are so stupid. Doesn't even have a defense in right now. <laughs> Does he have a defense on his team? He must. He's got the Dallas D. Oh, oh I was paying him to start the Dallas D. <laughs> Not a bad play this week, though. I don't like that it's in Seattle. Actually, I would stay away from the Dallas D this week. I would. Yeah. Um, if if Sean Lee's not there, definitely don't play him. Okay, a little preview of the time machine. Schaefer started Antonio Callaway instead of Isaiah Crowell. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I would have started Antonio Callaway this week. but And I don't know if I would have had the confidence to go with Crowell. But we still didn't funny. even talk about. It. Did you see Crowell do the wipe his butt <laughs> yeah. thing with the football? It's great. That was so funny. <laughs> All right, let's look at this from the top. Ryan Fitzpatrick for Schaefer. All right, Schaefer, get the most out of your twenty-five dollars. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. He's got Matt Stafford against New England on his, on his bench. bench. I know. I, th- this is the week I want to play Matt Stafford. I know, and. Frankly, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to shit the bed at some point. Yeah, I mean, he might do well this week against the leaky Steelers secondary. I think he will too, but, but are you really going to pay $25 for one week of quarterback play? No. Okay. Meanwhile, Russell Wilson, I think he's a bounce-back candidate. In Seattle, I think he is going to come out and just want to throw that ball and prove that he is still a fucking great quarterback. Yeah, the problem is he just doesn't have the weapons. That's true. I, I still like I, him. I mean... Russell Wilson is a weapon. Yeah. He can run. That's true. All right. Uh, I still got to say Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. All right. Wide receivers, Odell Beckham and Amari Cooper. John Gruden is making it a point to make Amari Cooper that offense, so I yeah, like that play. To feature him. However, Amari Cooper, he can get a case of the yips. Yeah. Any point. It can happen. Yeah. Car can too. It's true. On the other side, we got Brandon Cooks and AJ Green. I like. I think I like Uri's wide receivers better. Uh, I don't. I like Schaefer's. I think. Od- I think Odell Beckham is going to get featured in this game a lot. I don't think they're going to be able to against that Houston pass rush. He, he'll. The, they can get Odell the Beckham Jr. the game the ball really fast. They've got designed plays where he just comes across the middle and dumps it off to him a lot. Yeah, and that's I mean that's great, but you know what? He gets six or seven of those and he ends up with, you know, nine, ten points. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, I like, come on. I think Odell Beckham's going to have a big game this week. You want to burrito bet on it? What, over-under? Yeah, over-under on the 18. Mm, I'll go over. I'll take the under. All right. All right, burrito bet. Okay. All right, running backs. Melvin Gordon the third against Leonard Hold Fournette. On. We didn't talk about what I thought about Brandon Cooks and Adrian Green. Okay. Brandon Cooks this week I think is going to do fine. They haven't projected for thir- 14 points. I think that's probably about right. I think it's a little low. Eh, maybe. Uh, A.J. Green against Carolina at Carolina. Look, we saw A.J. Green. Three catches, three touchdowns last week. That was amazing. And what's interesting is that they were featuring him more in the slot mm. than they normally do. Yeah. If they keep that up, um, you know what? I think A.J. Green's going to get a lot of not just targets, but – Good, decent catches that he can do stuff with. Or he can get some yak. Yeah. Yeah, I like A.J. Green this week, although that Carolina defense is pretty good. So good. we'll have to see. All right, running backs. Melvin Gordon the third for Schaefer against Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's a little gimpy. Leonard Fournette's probably not going to play. No, he probably will. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna baby glove him though. Dude, if he doesn't, then I'm putting <laughs> Corey Grant in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I like Melvin Gordon just because I think he's going to have to play a lot more. Leonard Fournette, if he is gimpy and the Jaguars do go up, number one, they've shown they can get it done without him. And number mm-hmm. two, if they if they do go up, I think they're going to rest him. Yeah, I think they're going to lean on Blake Bortles a lot this week. I agree. Uh, let's look at the tight end matchup. Jesse James for Mike Schaefer going up against Jared Cook. Look, two tight end streamers. It's tough to say. I like Jared Cook. Dude, Jared Cook's the um, tight end with the most yards on the season. And yeah, that will, a lot of that came from one game. Yeah. But just Almost to know all that of they it have, came from one game. Just to know that they have a playbook that says, get the ball to Jared Cook. Or and they then, have a series, you know? And then immediately after that game, John Green was like, we need to start throwing it to Amari Cooper more, not yeah, Jared Cook. But I mean, I, I still like Jared Cook a lot. Um, you know, he only had four targets last week, but he had four receptions and 49 yards with them. Nine points from your tight end, does that's that, decent. Yeah, that'll... I think Jerry Cook's got high upside and a pretty good floor of eight, nine points, which is what uh, that's the best you can bet get asked for from a tight end. Where with uh, Jesse James, he's kind of a touchdown. He's very much a touchdown dependent. Okay, guy. here's my question. Do you bench Jared Cook for O.J. Howard? And instead, move one of your other bench spots into your flex spot. Because right now, Uri's running with two tight ends. He's running with OJ Howard and Jared Cook. Oh, I don't like OJ Howard in my flex spot at all. And I think I'd still stick with uh, Jared Cook. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He had. I think OJ Howard. OJ Howard. He's the higher ceiling. He's He's not the higher ceiling. I don't think. I think so. Well, he's certainly more talented. Who's let's see in two games, OJ Howard's highest points is 18 and Jared Cook's is like 29. So obviously Jared Cook, higher ceiling. <laughs> I don't no, I don't believe that's true at all. Okay. Let's look anyway. at the targets. So do you have Jared Cook's here? You pull up OJ Howard's or Jer- who do you get there? All right. I got OJ Howard. Okay. So how many targets did he have week one? Game log week one. Jared Cook, or sorry, O.J. Howard had two targets, but he caught both of them for 54 yards. Those are great targets. Okay. Jared Cook had 12. Okay. All right. 
On the other game, O.J. Howard had four targets, three receptions for 96 yards and reception TD. That so means he, that O.J. Howard is getting great play. targets. He had one big play. I don't think so. Yeah, he did. If four, three receptions, and one of them was a touchdown. Yeah. Jared Cook last week had four receptions for with four targets, 49 points. Now, if Jared Cook had been able to find the end zone, which tight ends, it's a hard thing to do sometimes, but I just think Jared Cook's got the best. I think he's more involved in that offense. I think O.J. Howard. Look at the weapons that Ryan Fitzpatrick has on the outside, dude. He's got Chris Godwin. He's got Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans. Really think that O.J. Howard is going to, like, that is a good point. Yeah. But then again, that draws away all the coverage from O.J. Howard. And O.J. Howard is physically the most gifted tight end, maybe outside of Rob Gronkowski, in the league right now. I like. I think Njoku's a monster. But um, nah, I, I, in Miami, I'll take Jared Cook. All right. I would. I would. I like O.J. Howard. I think he should be in your lineup against Pittsburgh. I think this. This isn't the kind of thing that we can just say, oh, let's bet it next week because it's it's a, it's going to be a season-long like, it thing. God damn right, it. Cool. We need to move on. We need to move on. All right. Um, Antonio Callaway shit the bed. He's got Sammy Watkins, who I think could have a good game. But then again, Ori's got Will Fuller, who we've already discussed. We love Will Fuller. It won't let me close Jerry Cook's stats. <laughs> I think this is the craziest thing I've ever See, seen. See, Jerry Cook's fucking you already, John Bryant. Okay. Anyway, I like Uri in this matchup. Um. Yeah, I do too. Okay, great. All right, last matchup: fair and balanced versus threat level midnight. Uh, Mikey. I gotta say it again. I do not like your team this year, bro. <laughs> where is the Where are the wide receivers? Yeah, Quincy Anunua is. He's gonna be a boomer bust guy. I think no. I think he's gonna be a high floor low ceiling guy yeah that could happen i could see that robbie anderson's a deep threat sam darnold doesn't i don't think he's confident and experienced enough to truly utilize robbie anderson i think he's gonna throw a lot underneath i think anunwa is his security blanket and he's gonna go to him more often than not but it's not gonna necessarily translate into huge plays yeah because what what do you have on thursday let's see uh loading Eight targets, four receptions. Not great. For 57 yards. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it is it is what it is. But let's start the quarterbacks. Mikey, wow, rolling the dice, already putting in Carson Wentz. I would wait a week to see what that's going to look like. Yeah, I don't, I'm not confident in Andrew Luck this week either, so I, can't, I get where he's coming from, but yeah. I think I'd still rather have the quarterback that has at least played two games this year instead of zero. Fair enough. Um, Drew Brees on the other side, love it. Oh, God. I think Drew Brees could get 30, 40 points. Yeah. Okay, let's look at the wide receivers. Uh, Demarius Thomas and Devonta Adams for Brennan. I love Devonta Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, De- Demarius Thomas, not so much. No. He's a little gimpy. He I'm still gimpy. amazed that Brennan came away with that much draft capital and his two starting wide receivers are Demarius Thomas and Devonta Adams. Devonta Adams was his keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's what happens when you take uh, Gronk early. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on Mikey's side, Emmanuel Sanders. I like I Emmanuel. I love Emmanuel Sanders a lot more than I love Demar- Demarius Thomas. Me too, but I think Emmanuel Sanders, he's definitely uh, Case Keenum's favorite target, but he's yep. also been a little banged up. We've seen this before. 
I think later on in the season, it's going to be hard to trust Emmanuel Sanders. All right, we're going to turn the podcast off real quick, John Bryant, but just so you and I know, I really like Cortland Sutton as a bench stash if you've got the spot for him. He's yeah. really good. He's been involved already, and both Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are old and injury prone. Very much so. I really like Cortland Sutton as a bench stash. Yep. All right, um... I got to give it to Brennan. I think Devonta Adams is going to have a huge week, and I think he's certainly going to. I think Demarius Thomas can do better than Quincy Nunwa. Yeah. So uh, goes to Brennan. Uh, on the running back side, James Conner and Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Yeah, Todd Gurley. But James Conner, man, that I think more than anything, Pittsburgh has shown that they can run the ball with anyone back there. Although it doesn't have to be Le'Veon Bell. I think they're. Yeah, they're making that point. And that point has led to a zero one and one record. It's true. So I think that point is kind of muted because if Le'Veon Bell was there, I think they've got at least one win in their pocket. That's true. So fair enough. I don't think a, a James Conner does Le'Veon Bell. I mean, James Conner is not Le'Veon Bell. He's not. Yeah, you can plug him in in your lineup, and you can he's use him, and he's going to get a lot of opportunity. But he's not Le'Veon Bell. Fair enough. I still like Todd Gurley. Yeah. All right. Tight end Rob Gronkowski and Eric Ebron. With Jack Doyle out, I really like Eric Ebron. Yes, me too. Uh, but Rob Gronkowski, man. Well, it's it's Gronk. You yeah. can't really can't bet against bet, him. bet against him. But I think Ebron's in for a big week. I think so too. Although he's, he's in a lot of my DFS lineups. Ebron will just drop the stupidest passes. Yeah. That's why Detroit got rid of him. Yeah. I, but I think Andrew looks a little bit better at putting the ball where he can catch it. I think he's got better touch on the ball too. Matthew yeah. Stafford has a hell of an arm, but he never he seems to be able to throw it. Zips it into. Yeah, he never throws a changeup. It's yeah. always a fastball. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's look at the flex spots. Mikey, Kareem Hunt, and Matt Breda. Love it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Lamar Miller and Marvin Jones for Brennan. Uh, Lamar Miller, I think you will get his. I think he's low ceiling play. Obviously, it's Lamar Miller. He's mm-hmm. never going to win you your week. Marvin Jones. I mean. Uh. Like I said, we. Think I think he's, he's just going to get forgotten about in that offense. I think he's going to end up getting supplanted by Kenny Galladay. Yes, yes. Uh, so I got to give the flexes to Mikey on this one. If if I were Mikey, you know what I would do? What would you do? I would package James Conner and Antonio or and Le'Veon Bell and try to get a blue chip wide receiver from for him. Fair enough. How do you feel about? All right, we talked about this a little bit in the very beginning. On his bench, he's got Carlos Hyde, 24 points. With Baker Mayfield supposedly starting the rest of the season, would you be comfortable rolling with Carlos Hyde as your running back? Yes. Yes. Interesting. Uh, he's got Burita and Hunt there as well, so it's not like he's That's hurting true. for running backs. He needs to flip he needs, his running backs for yeah, He needs to flip a, a running back. I think he, he should have done it earlier because it's going to be really hard to get a number one wide receiver for Bell and Connor because it looks like Bell's not going to be there for 10 weeks. Yeah. Plus, you got to think about for Mikey, what happens when, if Bell does come back? Plus, I mean, they're gonna, if you're then the other end of that trade, do you really want to have two players on your team just taking up space? If one of them's Le'Veon Bell, yes. Someone's going to take that chance. Someone is, but I mean, yeah. but do it's, you want to give it's, up? It's going to get even uglier. Do you want to give Bell up your back? Julio Jones or your Keenan Allen or your I'm Odell not saying Beckham? You can get something like that. I'm thinking more like a. More like a Golden Tate or Will Fuller, uh, oh, okay. something, a number two wide receiver. 
All right. Not a, I mean, a startable good guy you're confident in, but yeah, no, he's not going to get Michael Thomas or Julio Jones or Odell. Yeah. But maybe what's a good, uh, maybe like a, I think a Golden Tate. Would be yeah, a, I mean, like, I know you, this won't work because you have Diggs, but in another league, it would be like Diggs or lower would be my yeah. would be my where I Adam would start. Thielen would be a good yeah trade target yeah. Anyway, all right, let's look at the defenses. Baltimore against Denver. That's that's tough. I'm, I'm playing I'm playing Baltimore in all my DFS lineups just because really? just because they're super cheap this week. Okay. Actually, half of them were Baltimore. The other half were the Browns. The Browns already paid off. <laughs> I just Case Keenum's banged up. Baltimore's or Denver's on the road in Baltimore. I just is I see CJ this Mosley being a low for Baltimore. Yes. Okay. Then I'd start. Baltimore. I say this is. I think this is going to be a low scoring game. I I like the Baltimore D this week. Okay. What do you think about the Green Bay defense? I think they're underrated. Yeah. They got Muhammad Wilkerson and on that. Uh, or no, is it Sheldon Richardson or Hunt? No, Muhammad Wilkerson. The thing about on that line now, he's good. The thing about those are playing at Washington, and I think Alex Smith, he's kind of a like ice water in his veins kind of guy. He is like he doesn't make those mistakes that give defenses a lot of points, like the interceptions, the fumbles, the and we've seen it before. Sacks. Like, Clay, this doesn't necessarily result in fantasy points directly, but Green Bay with Clay Matthews, they're undisciplined on defense and. It has caused them penalties. to get a lot of penalties and keep a lot of drives alive that otherwise shouldn't be alive. Yeah. Takes but, sacks away, and you know leads to the offense scoring points. Yeah, I don't like the Green Bay defense this week. I can see that. Anyway, I still I like Brennan. Oh uh, yeah, De- definitely picking Brennan this week. All right, that is the matchups this week. John Bryant. Before we sign off, any anything to say? What was our burrito bet again? I don't remember. <laughs> drinking scotch yes <laughs> uh anything to say uh i hope everyone has a good week i mean i hope everyone besides diddy has a good week yeah i'm i'm so glad that football is back me too um all right john brown let's get let's oh wait what emails we have emails i forgot oh we've got to the mailbag yeah Where, where's the mailbag drop we don't have a mailbag drop. god damn it <laughs> shit i don't know if i'm gonna be able to sign into it is it on your computer no. <laughs> We're gonna have to edit the shit out of this podcast. I'm not editing anything. Fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll get the emails next week. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't have the setup on this computer yet. All right, kill crew. See you on the gridiron. On my worst behavior. No. They used to never want to hear us. Remember. It's the 503 Kill Cast. I don't like your jerk-off name. I don't like your jerk-off face. I don't like your jerk-off behavior. And I don't like you. With your host, John Bryant. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I've met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all! And Lynn, the Jazzman Thunder. No business bond, insecure junkyard motherfucker! Brought to you by Taco Bell. You don't know how to trash talk, do you? I do know how to trash talk, man. Let me give you some trash talk, okay? You know what the difference between your mama and a washing machine is? When I dump a load in the machine, the machine doesn't follow me around for three weeks.